94.1 FM, 3WBC. Welcome to 94.1 FM 3WBC. We're back again for an episode of VFL Rewind and it's a special night tonight. It's Lister Nights, one of the favourite nights of the year for the loyal VFL fans and uh, we can't wait to have your company tonight. We've got a special show in store. Big list and preview. We've got a lot of awards to award tonight as well. We've got the VFL Canteen Trophy to award. We've also got the VFL Player of the Year. So we've got a lot of special things to get through. We've got two special guests. Uh, Brendan Johnsy Rhodes will join us. And uh, joint winner in the four-way tie of the Liston Medal in 1990. Looking forward to having a chat to Stuart Nicol as well. As per usual, I'm joined in studio by Peter Lausche. Welcome to VFL Rewind. What a fantastic evening for VFL and VFLW footy tonight here at the Crown Casino. Um, you know, we have had um, a great season. We've had a great final series. It's down to two teams um, on the weekend, Casey and Southport. And, geez, I'm looking forward to um, uh, seeing how the Sharks go. Like, it wouldn't it be great for football if they could win the VFL um, Grand Final only in the second year in the comp? Oh, it'd be great for the Sharkies. I mean, they've uh, been a good team all year. They've, they've probably been the second best team on paper all year. That means, yep. I mean, um, the uh, Casey, Casey Demons have been absolutely fantastic. But I think the Southport Sharks, congratulations to them on making the Grand Final yesterday. Yep. Fantastic win. They did absolutely fantastic against the Gold Coast Suns. And credit to Gold Coast Suns as well because yeah. they come from seventh. Um, fair effort to come from seventh. Now we're 12th um, or probably about two months ago. So I think I went to their first game when they started to get on a roll uh, out at Windy Hill. They did. And, and, and that's, that was their first win before. I think they lost to Coburg the week before. So they uh, definitely had, had a, a bit of a good form, form period there. Uh, Jackson Kornberg, senior coach. Um, yeah. Geez, if I was a... Uh, AFL coach, I'd be uh, looking to snavel him up because uh, he's definitely got a bright future, that's for sure. Oh, I've got a feeling the Gold Coast will probably elevate him to the senior program either next year or the um, year after. But, um, you know, he was unlucky yesterday against Southport. Like, they were leading a, a lot of the time and the game was a close game. And I think when you look at the score, if you actually look at all, all the other quarter-time breaks, they, you'll find it was a lot closer than um, the end, end result. Plus, I think Steve Steve Daniel probably will get the kicking coach in. 14-25 is what Southport kicked yesterday. So he'd be hoping for a better return um, next week at um, Icon Park on Sunday against Casey in the grand final. Oh, definitely. You'd be looking for a better return. And I think that um, Steve Daniel, he's been one of the, the, the admired coaches throughout the year, I think. Uh, he's been very good with his time with all the media. He's been very approachable. Uh, he's a bit of a country boy too, Steve. Uh, he's from Victoria, actually. He's from the, I think he's, I'm not sure where he's from, but he coached up in the Golden Valley for a number of years and um, a lot of success up there last year. Yeah, he was at um, Taitura, um, the Bulldogs. He also spent a bit of time as an assistant coach when Carlton and the Northern Bulldogs first aligned. 
And then he's been up at um, in Queensland. I think he's coached at Labrador, the Gold Coast Suns, and now Southport. So a very experienced coach and a good friend of ours here at 3WBC and VFL Rewind. Oh, definitely. Great man, Steve Daniel. And I wish him the best of luck in the grand final on Sunday at Icon Park. And um, just quickly, we'll go through the vaults. So K- Casey, 15-9, defeated Brisbane, 7 6 and Southport Sharks, 14-25. I reckon that might be the most points kicked by a team all year. 109 defeated Gold Coast Suns. 13-3. Yeah. Almost tailored two yeah. accuracies there last year. 81. So, what well on to the uh, Southport Sharks. Well done to Casey Demons. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit of grand final preview now, Lausche. Um, The grand final is at Icon Park. Yep. We've avoided that, to, or not debacle, but or avoided a situation where we could have had an all-interstate grand final. Yep. Which would have been quite uh, interesting, to be perfectly honest. Though it would have been interesting what the VFL had done if they'd have moved it up there or leave it here. But it's at Icon Park now, Casey versus Southport. Actually, yep. how do you see the game going? You would say, you would look at it and say Casey should be um, the red-hot favourites considering they've only dropped one game this year and that game was up in Queensland against the Brisbane Lions. And then, um, you know, they've had a solid win um, against the Lions um, this time around the Casey Fields um, on Saturday. But, um, you know, uh, Southport, if if the players like the Woodcocks, the Dawsons, um, the Crosleys, the Quabi, Mentates, and all that, if they all link up and all have really great games, um, you know, I think Southport could um, cause a boil over and beat Casey by, say, three to four goals. Yeah, they could cause a boil over. I think you're on the money, Lausche. I think Southport's talent, they've got a lot of talent on that team. And as we know with Melbourne, they're out of the AFL finals now. What's going to happen is some of the players who you know may have niggling injuries, are they going to put them in for surgery? Yeah. All that uncertainty, which we don't know yet. Last year, and, um, no, I mean, I guess I guess Southport are just going for the win. They, they, this is their goal all year. Where I guess Casey might be a little bit different. They might lose a couple who who might be out for injury. And I believe um, you'd have to check the fixture, but I've got a feeling. Casey hasn't played at Icon Park this year where Southport has. Round one, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's, um, it, I know that it, it shouldn't make much difference, but um, at least um, Southport's actually been exposed to Icon Park. It actually knows um, how it is. I know it's probably changed a little bit since that big hole has been filled in with a building, so that might change the wind factor. But, um, you know, it's... Um, I'm I'm pretty biased, so I'm just gonna go 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 to the Sharkies. Yeah, I think uh, it'd be great to see the Southport Sharks win. Um, they've been a yeah. been a great team all year, and um, yeah, the, I mean it'll be a great game. I'm I'm gonna be tipping the the Southport Sharks as well. I just reckon their momentum um, might get them across the line. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I guess they've got a lot to play for. Being you know they've got a lot lots of proved people wrong too. A lot of lot of Victorians, you know, probably um comes to a bit of uh, Victorian. I guess love, and they'd like to see Victorians the VFL um, trophy stay in Victoria, which it always has. I don't think the VFA slash VFL trophies ever left the state, so no. it's another little uh, quirk that will happen. Uh, last year we got seven or so minutes um, until we get our first special guest on Brendan Jonty Rhodes. 
Mm-hmm. So we've got we're going to um, we normally leave these things a little bit last. We're going to get him out of the way early last year, and the first mm. things first few things we're going to do is our baby last year, our little baby for the mm. year, which has been our VFL Canteen Trophy ratings. We've hit to the we're to the money point of the season now, and we've we've got to avoid announce our winners. Mainly last year have done our votes. We've independently done our votes based upon who we think um, has had the best best season. Um, and um, how should we do this, Lashy? Should we go through from uh, finished eighth to first? Do you reckon that's the best? Yeah, one? I think we go finish oh, eighth, eighth, eighth to first, and um, you know there'll be a few few surprises there. I reckon okay, for a few so people. We've got a bit of time, so we can we can chat about these things. So yep. I think it's a good thing. Uh, in eighth on the ladder, Geelong Cats. They mm. finished eighth with uh, fourteen and a half votes, Lashy. They have minimal minimal. Um, product but what they have is uh they've got a good product they do have a good product um uh going for them so that's why they would have got got it they've got into the eight yeah they've snuck into the eight that's for sure uh, congratulations to geelong uh big improvers from what they've been in the past in seventh position port melbourne on 16 votes last year i I um I give credit to Port Melbourne. They tried a few things this year. They tried the sliders, mm-hmm. um, which you you actually gave me one last year. I um partook yes. in one. They also had the snags in bread. Um, they also had coffee machine, um, barista, and they had had the great service as per usual with a smile at Port Melbourne. Um, so yeah, they've they've I think they're actually up from 2019. I think, don't think they made the eight in 2019 last year. So Port yep. Melbourne, are, yeah, up in the eight. The glory days are gone. I'll say that. The glory days of the canteen at Port Melbourne are gone. Um, you know, we were critical of the price of the Borough Burger at one stage. I think it did come back down to $11, didn't it, at one stage? I think so. You think you might um, be right. The prob- People think we're critical at the club about the pricing. We are well aware that the, the majority of the clubs these days outsource their... Um, canteen and the, obviously uh, that company has to make a profit and has to pay their staff etc etc et but when you're charging $15 for a borough burger and that doesn't include chips and a drink or whatever that's excessive isn't it it's a little bit high last year but yeah we are in a, a challenging time um, in the global on the global financial crisis we're in the uh, inflation time yep. so things are going up I mean Remember the lettuces were quite high, but yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. Um, Port Melbourne can be one that moves up the ladder yeah. uh, next year. Um, yep. definitely uh, got the the base. I said they got one of the few that have got two points of sale last year at um Port Melbourne. You can buy from under the grandstand and also yep um at the canteen. So, and I, I will I, just before we move on, I will say thank you to their CEO Paul Malcolm for inviting me to one of their functions as well. Like it, it was sort of a finger food type function and drinks and all that pre pre game and all that. But um, I do thank Paul for that as well. In six on the ladder, we have the Gulls, Williamstown Seagulls, uh, twenty votes. Okay, they have got a fantastic. Um, drink called Portello. We all love a Portello, don't we? The Portello. They have fried rice, which, you know, really should be cooked fresh, but they've got it there and it's probably a little bit hard and crunchy. But anyway, it's there. It's a little bit different. They've got the potato cakes. They've got the spring rolls. They promised me the Chico rolls. Never delivered you. Yeah, so we penalised them for that. They used to have a fantastic barbecue run by the one and only Jamie Salas-Moran. Um... 
we highly recommend that they try to revisit bringing Jamie back on board next year with his barbecue. Um, so they and they they've outsourced like another like the majority of the clubs. So, um, but yeah, they 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 were probably a little bit of a surprise pack, weren't they, Brad? Yeah, they were. Um, in fifth position, uh, Northern Bullets. Um, the the rain is over, unfortunately, for Northern Bullets mm. on twenty votes out of thirty. Uh, Northern, I gave Northern Balance uh, not bad votes. I know you were a bit critical last year of no barbecue, but um, yeah, yeah I gave I gave him. Uh, I think we both gave him. Um, I know I, I think you gave him nine. I gave him eleven. I think. Yeah, right. I gave him eleven. You gave him nine. Yeah, I was critical because generally when you win something, you take pride and you say to yourself, "We'll try to make sure that we hold on to this for as long as we can." Now, whilst I understand that the Northern Bullants still operate a little bit of a volunteer base, and that's what was costly this year for them, that they couldn't find the volunteers for their pizza oven and their barbecue. I love their barbecue. When you go there, you have a crancy or a steak sandwich or something like that. They also had the coffee nearby and all that. But um, like, like everyone, they struggled to... Um, have the volunteers come on board who were willing to run the barbecue. So I can understand it. But uh, I must admit, it was disappointing that they only could hold on to it for a year. Yeah, just the one year for Northern Bullants. They're going to be always on that trophy forever, though. It's a perpetual trophy for anyone who doesn't know. So yeah. I think we're up to six winners now. It's yeah. One side of the trophy is full, Laoshi. Yep. So um, it's been going for a long time, this Canine Trophy rating system. Um, for anyone who has just joined VFL Rewind this year, yeah, it's been going on for a little while. And fourth position, uh, we'll, we'll hurry up a little bit, but Werribee Football Club on 22 votes. Yeah, Werribee, they've always had good quality food and a good variety and um, a great a great price. I, I went out there for a local final um, uh, over the weekend and, um, you know, $10 for a good chunky bacon and egg um, roll with a coffee as well. Um, you know, that that's good quality um, pricing for a football football venue um as i said had they pulled out stony and benny carbonara maybe just once to run the barbecue maybe we would have got them across the line for that yeah well that's the thing and the barbecue uh, for me um yeah. just didn't get them across the line uh in second position this is a bit of a bolt to yeah. i'm a bit shocked to be honest um southport sharks on 23 votes well, uh if they actually called their potato scallops potato cakes, they would have probably got across the line and they spelled Chico Roll, but uh, Chico wrong. But at least they had the Chico Roll. Only one in the, the top eight who got a Chico Roll, I think, last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you get rewarded for that, you know, when you have good quality food like a Chico Roll. Um, and here we go. Number yeah. one, Lausche, top of the pops. 2022 VFL Canteen Trophy winner. A lot of pride, this club. They'll take they'll take a lot of pride in putting this in the trophy cabinet, I hope. And yep. uh, they will be announced with this trophy very, very shortly. It is the Coburg Football Club. Congratulations to the Coburg Football yep. Club. They have won on 25 votes out of 30. They may not have played against the Northern Bull Ants um, in, in, in a game of football this season, but this was the Battle of Bell Street amongst the canteens. It was, yeah. And it's going back up the road, the two and a half, three kilometres up the road to Coburg City Overlaw, Piranha Park, as we know it as... So let, let's just quickly talk about the Coburn Canteen. We want to. We want, I want to go through this a little bit of time, Lausche, because yeah. they are the winner, and we want to explain yeah. why we've given them. We've, we voted independently, but we've yeah. landed at the same spot. Chicken schnitzel rolls, eight bucks. That's pretty yeah. good. Yep. Uh, beef burgers, eight bucks. That's yep. that's fair. 
Um, I think it's burger with a lot too. It's, it's yeah. um yeah. So it's a decent burger. I probably yeah. pay, wouldn't even pay that. You pay more than that at fish and chip shop. Yeah. Egg and bacon roll six bucks. What well, yep. do you reckon? That's pretty good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, pies. Uh, four and twenty pies they've got. Uh, yep. Four and twenty pies five dollars. That's a great product. Um, four and twenty pie. It's yeah, I, I don't. Product. I don't mind the four and twenty sausage roll. Actually, yeah. I'm a bit of a fan of the four and twenty sausage roll. I nearly could turn vegetarian for their meat free pie. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, gee, yeah. a bit of tomato sauce. It, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't go too bad. Uh, sausage rolls four bucks. This is yeah. the one for me, Lashi. Yeah. Hot dogs four bucks. I reckon yeah. that's a good deal, Lashi. Well, it's a basic product. It's a, it's a it's a Frankfurt with a piece of bread, so it shouldn't be excessive. Exactly, and. Cheese, fifty cents extra. Yep. So you can get a hot dog with cheese for four dollars fifty. That's, I reckon that's that's one of the best deals around the VFL cannings of all yep. Melbourne. That Lashy. Uh potato cakes three for four bucks. Um, yep. that's not too bad. Uh, steamed dimmies or fried four, three for four bucks. That's, that's yep. about the going rate. You go to fish and chip shop. Uh, hot jam donuts three for six bucks. That's a, that's that's that is a point adder. Yep. Not many clubs have hot jam donuts, Lashy. So I don't see that often at VFL clubs, but I have seen a fair few clubs in the Western Region Football League have them. Well, there you go. The, yeah. the ham, cheese, and salad rolls six bucks. Yep. Egg and lead and sandwich five bucks. Yeah. Mixed lollies, lollipops, piranha chips, piranha snacks, chocolate bars, zooper doopers. And then their drink selection goes forever as well. I mean, they're comprehensive, Lashy. Um, yep. I think I think we've landed. Pretty uh, in the same spot. We've both looked at the canteen menus and we're, we're probably in agreement. Well, that's why I actually asked Robbo who his second favourite VFL team is, and he said, Coburg, I go, well, who's your favourite player? He goes, don't worry about on-field. He goes, <laughs> well, it's what they do off-field in the canteen. Yeah, so Robbo was our correspondent a few times this year, so yeah. we do have to thank Michael Robinson yeah. for his well, support in uh, sending us photos of canteens and our uh, up at the S, up in Sydney, eighteen dollars for a can of Coke and a basic cheeseburger. We said to Robbo, "You should have bloody um, gone down the road um, and got a kebab somewhere in the, the downtown yeah, Sydney." Yeah, he, sh- he should have. So, Coburg Football Club, congratulations! We'll get the trophy to you as soon as possible. I'm talking pretty quick. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get it in a taxi to you. Yeah. Um, we'll find out where you are at the moment, and we'll get that photo. We'll get it. We'll get the trophy to you, and we'll get a photo as soon as possible on our social media channels. Uh, before we get our first guest on, Brendan Jonty Rhodes, Lashy, mm-hmm. um, I want to quickly do because Jonty, we're going to talk to Jonty about who we think is going to win the list tonight. Yep. So we, uh, before we get Jonty on, and he's the mass wizardy. Yep. I think me and him um, tipped the winner in 2018. It's, it's the only time I've ever got a list and right, and yeah. I, I still can't believe I tipped a tie. But yeah. Jonty is comprehensive when it comes. He goes through all the games and up and down. But I want to I want to do our tips, Lashy, yep. before we uh, we get to Jonty. Uh, Lashy, who are you tipping in the list? Big Jacob Dawson fan. <laughs> Massive. You reckon Big Jacob? Big Jake, uh, Jacob Dawson. I want him. I want him across the line for the list, and mate. And I reckon he'll get um, picked up by some club in the AFL draft as well. Jacob Dawson. There we go. Yeah. So, so, so you want to do a top three last year? Or you just want to do a one? I'll do a top three for you. Um, I think we will see um, some good voting out at Werribee, considering they ended up in the middle of the ladder. Yep. Um, Tommy Gribble, yep. you can't go past him. As much as I'd love Dom Brew to actually <laughs> tie with Jacob Dawson, could you imagine his speech? Oh, imagine that. Could you imagine the speech from Dom Thanks, Brew? Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Love you all. Country boy, go along with his Nichols medal, what he won a couple <laughs> of years ago up in Darwin. Um, but, yeah, Tommy, I think, uh, will be the best polar at um, Werribee and also will do very well. If Jacob doesn't win it, 
I think Tommy will be the guy that will pip him. Um, third, Lashley. Who are you going for third? I honestly reckon um, we generally look at mid- midfielders that win these. They awards, do midfielders, but mostly. I think we'll um, we'll get a small forward this year. Yeah. Fergus Green. Fergus Green? Yep, Fergus, I reckon might... Might... might um, there, there you go, there's already one medal going to Queensland at least. Yeah, one um, medal might be an all-Queensland affair. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've just got good vibes with Jacob Dawson. I think he's had a pretty good year. Like, obviously he's played in a good side, so teammates might yeah. still vote off him as yeah. well. I'm going to go through... So I have... I spent a little bit of time on this, Lausche, I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. I did go through the votes and... This is where I've landed, Lausche. Um, I've landed at Jacob Dawson and Tommy Gribble tying yep. between 20 and 24 votes. That's where I've landed, Lausche. Yep. So um, I think that Tommy Gribble might come home pretty strong. He had yep. a very good finish to the year. As you know, he, he won the, yep. we thanks to Piranha Snacks, VFL Player of the uh, Month. Yep. So we know he came home really strong. Yep. It just depends um, what the votes say. So yeah, I had him tie between 20 and 24 votes. Yep. Um, in third, I actually had um, had another tie. Um, I had... Rocky Sullivan and, and Matheson um, Ooh, tied between, say, anywhere from 17 to 18 votes. So, um, yeah. I yeah, I think um, Matheson, if he he could be he could be a surprise packet. Um, he might get a few threes. Um, the thing that scares me for uh, for Jacob Dawson is um, he might get a few votes pinched off him. And yeah, the yeah. person I had in fifth was Boyd Woodcock. I had him on yeah. 17 or 16 to 17 votes. So. Yeah. Let's just say Tommy Gribble wins the list and all ties for the list. And, and then after he gets his medal, you rock up with the Piranha Snack Pack. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's he's going uh, to have a Piranha Snack Pack going up to Braden Crosley. That's for sure. Yeah. So, and and before we do that, Laoshi, um, actually, no, we'll go to a break. We'll go to a break. Yep. We've got to announce our VFA, VFL Player of the Month a yep. little bit later on as well. So we'll do that yep. in the second half of the show. Yep. Uh, we're going to go to... Uh, we're going to go to a break now. We're going to be back with Brendan Jonty Rhodes after the break. You're listening to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM at 3WBC. Football is brought to you with the support of our sponsors. Budget Car and Truck Rental. Tobin Brothers Funerals. Birdies Mini Golf and Sports Bar. LMP Antiques and Collectibles. Aaliyah Framing. Piranha Foods. MR Davis Constructions. Dragon City Tattoos. Buffalo Sports. And the Blackburn Hotel. Thank you for your ongoing support of 94.1 FM, 3WBC and 3WBC Football. This game's had it all today, folks at the MCG, the home of football, this is Maker. Oh, deep on the left, half forward flank, punt road, Andy chips it onto App. Oh, App comes to memory, turns on his left and bang! That's it! That's it! Memory has kicked his 100th goal of the season! Thanks, Rex. Plan your celebration with the Tobin Brothers Funerals Memory Maker app. Find out more at tobinbrothers.com.au. Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Tobin Brothers Funerals are a 3WBC sponsor. And welcome back to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM at 3WBC. We're at the point of our first special guest of the evening and really looking forward to this. This man, I'll tell you what, Laoshi, and we both know this, he knows the VFL inside out. Uh, written some amazing feature stories all year on the VFL website uh, about VFL players, about everything, about coaches awards. Um, you know, he knows the competition inside out. We're just, uh, man, you're just, uh, you know, uh, amateurs when it comes to this man. Uh, he's very good at his job. Uh, and he joins us now from the AFL, Brendan Jonty Rhodes. Jonty, welcome to VFL Rewind, and uh, thanks for joining us. 
No worries, Brad. Thanks very much. Always love the the uh, introduction. Oh, we're going to wrap you up, Johnson. A little bit over the top. We're going to yeah. wrap you up, Johnson. We're yeah. uh, we're excited for the listen tonight. G'day, Johnson. Lousy, uh, she's speaking. Listen, Mel and I, we bring out the big guns, mate. And you're one of the biggest guns that we know. Um, have you seen the season? We'll talk about the VFL first, and then um, the VFLW. Unless you want to do it the other way around. Um, have you seen the VFL season? I actually reckon it's been a fantastic year. A lot of people have, have complained about the way things have gone and unfortunately some of the Victorian standalone clubs uh, haven't performed quite as well on the ladder as you'd expect. But, but the majority of them have been extremely competitive most weeks. They just haven't quite been able to get over the line. So you know, just for a, for a couple of goals here and there throughout the course of the season, uh, the, the standalones could have been a lot better off up the ladder. Frankston lost, I think, four close games. Werribee lost three or four really close games. Uh, Williamstown and Port Port Melbourne had a great run there for about six weeks once they got their new lights going. Even Williamstown and the Northern Bullants had their their moment. Uh, The Bullants, in fact, they only won one game, but it was against Sydney at at Blacktown. The Swans ended up finishing fifth on the ladder. So so that, that tells you that those teams are not really that far off the pace, maybe a couple of players here and there, and, and a little bit of luck with what they come up against, whether the, uh, you know, whether the AFL-aligned team or the AFL team has you know, 12 listed players available or 17 or 18, which happened regularly to those teams that have finished down near the bottom. I think next year we'll see a little bit of a change and more competitive standalone Victorian sides just for the fact the salary cap's going up and the 6 under 22 rule has been changed to 3, thank God for that. Um, But the reason we got you on mainly is who are the players that you sort of think are going to poll really, really well um, this evening in the Liston and um, give us a smokey as well. I think it's actually, poss- uh, poss- actually possibly, is that the right thing to say? Uh, I think it might be a lot closer than people think. Really? Uh, yeah, J- Jacob Dawson certainly does start as as a clear, probably even odds-on favourite after after absolutely dominating the competition up there for the Southport Sharks. I think he averaged 30 disposals a game or something like that. Had another big one today. Obviously, there's no votes in that. Uh, but had 35 touches today. He was, I think, 25 votes in front in the in the new coaches award when it went behind closed doors with five rounds to go. So everyone's looking at him and expecting that he's going to that he's going to poll a lot of votes and probably win it. And and I think he will poll a lot of votes. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But there is a player there standing alongside him that is is very much a big chance to poll, and that's Boyd Woodcock, yep. who, who's come there from Port Adelaide after being delisted by, by the power. And the way he's played for Southport this year, I'm, I'm absolutely stunned that he's not still on an AFL list, and I'll be even more stunned if, if uh, someone doesn't find room, probably for both of them, uh, sometime during this off-season. But, but Woodcock's, Woodcock's got the brightly coloured boots. Yep green for most of the year. I think they were they were orange or pink today, but uh, green for most of the year. They stand out. The shock of blonde hair stands out. The spectacular goals, the spectacular marks, they all stand out. He's a highlight reel. They, they, they and do. he's going to take a lot of votes. 
It's a very good question. And I think, I think in the past, Johnsy, um, I think, I think for people like me and you who have done a bit of a, in the previous years, a, a bit of a list and, um, preview, um, this year it throws a curveball with the coaches awards because I think some of us might be drawn towards that form of, um, the coaches awards where I, I guess it's where, where Dawson was leading by the length of Flemington straight halfway through the year. And, um, might have led the way, I guess, to believe that he might be a red-hot favourite. But what you're saying is right. I mean, middle of the year, um, Boyd Wilcock, with thanks to Piranha Snacks, won our VFL Player of the Month. And, uh, you know, he had a great middle of the year. So I think what you're saying is on the money. It's it's The thing is, we, we don't know exactly what the umpires look at. And it's, it's such an unknown, especially with Southport winning so many games that there's so many players that can pinch votes off each other. And I think that's the big unknown that, you know, if, if we, we talk about a guy like Tommy Gribble, who we know is going to be up there in the voting is, um, at least we know that Werribee didn't win a huge amount of, a lot of games, but we know that he's probably going to be the standout in a lot of them where I guess with Southport, there's, there's three or four blokes that can be pinching off votes each game. Agree completely. Dawson will obviously gain attention the bald head, the moustache, being the captain, which means he talks to the umpires a fair bit there at the coalface. So he's going to get attention too. Don't don't get me wrong there. But you're exactly right with the likes of Gribble, who who was a clear standout this year. Now, Matt Hansen has always is a, is a vault uh, a vault puller, uh, a vote puller, uh, and and could take a few. But Gribble has been the clear standout. He's averaged, I think in the 30s again he's a quality player he rarely wastes one so he's going to get a lot of votes the other one i i really like that won't have anyone taking votes off him is Lockie sullivan the footscray captain yeah yeah uh for the for the same reason uh, as again he's the captain he does most of the work um he, he gets most of the disposals the umpires know who he is because he's in there for the toss of the coin uh and again he's he's one that i, I think he's probably the next one in line to be promoted into that into that bulldog setup. They've got a bit of a, a a conveyor belt going there now with with players coming up from their VFL team into the AFL setup. Uh, Johnson, so, oh sorry, keep going. Yeah, yeah, no. So so he he he's a key one uh, for me as well to keep an eye on. Um, trying to pick a few others. I'm I'm not sure there's anyone really. You go down through the list. Brisbane Lions. Matheson uh, made a preliminary final. Uh, I'm not sure that Reese Matheson might have played enough games, but when he played, he was better. He got threes, yeah. That, that, that's the thing. I'm just quickly going to go through mine, John. You can tell me if I'm if I'm crazy or delusional or whatever. I I have uh, I have Jacob Dawson and Tommy Gribble tying on 20 to 24 votes apiece. That's where I sort of have them around. Then the next cab off the ranks, I have uh, I have Lockie Sullivan on 19 or so, um, and Matheson around that same figure give or take. And then obviously um, a little bit back, I got uh, Boyd Wilcock on 16 to 17. So do you reckon I'm, I reckon I'm, I'm close to the money of what you're thinking as well, John, to you, or you reckon there's a few differences there from what I, I put out? No, I, re- I reckon you're actually very close. As I said, Matheson might get hurt by having not played a lot of games and he didn't play. I think he was in the, in the AFL team from about round 15 or 16. Correct, yep. so, so he won't poll in the last six or seven weeks, which will hurt him. You know, Robinson, Mitch Robinson will get a few, but he's only played five or six games, I think, uh, at Brisbane. At Carlton, you, you can look at Paddy Dow, who's probably been a standout for them uh, throughout the year, but I think he might potentially lose votes to, to the likes of Crocker and, 
and even Stocker coming out of defence. Stone, stone that Stocker lost his place on the list, but thought he had a really good year at, it, at VFL level, and, and I think the Blues uh, put a lot of stock into him when they traded to get him in a year early too. So Carlton, um, Carlton have been interesting with Liam Stock. I know Essendon have already spoken to him, but they have also... My Smokey, Will Hayes, they draft him and then I reckon he was on the list for, what, all of 10 weeks and they've delisted him. Yeah, I know. He was picked up in... Was he picked up mid-season draft or pre-season? Mid-se- mid-season, mid-season, wasn't he? Yeah, mid-season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he came as an VFL-listed player yeah. and they promoted him and then they only gave him two games and they've let him go again, which, which again, surprises me because he's a quality player, Will Hayes. I think I think he's, he'll be my smoky um, for the list of um, Will Hayes. Oh, jeez, you need a... He need to be led by the length of Flemington straight after he gets... What do you, how much do you reckon you'd be on after round 10 last year? Oh, he'd be, I reckon, probably around the 18. 18 after yeah. 10 rounds? Yeah, with the votes, or two, two votes, because he was, he was very rarely had, had a poor game in those first first 10 or 12 weeks. What do you reckon, John T? Yeah, no, he's, he's a quality player, and I think he was playing out on the wing too, more than more than inside, which he which he did more, I think, at Footscray. Yeah. Um, so he was able to get out into some space and use the ball, and he uses it very well. So yeah, yeah it certainly wouldn't surprise me to see him get a lot of votes, especially well, early. I can't, I um, can't see a player at Carlton taking votes off him. Oh, Paddy Dow. Maybe Dow, 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 with anyone. Yeah, maybe Croc, Crocker when he had the occasional bag, but Crocker didn't actually have a lot of big bags this year. Yeah, I think it was a much quieter year this year, Crocker, even though he still ended up with over 30 goals. Um, he, did, he did have games where he only yeah. kicked one or two or that sort of thing, and only he really stood out quite as much as uh, as you would have hoped. But but he's still he's still a quality player, and again, that uh, all the tats and the and the the persona that he, he carries himself with is going to draw attention too. So um, we, haven't, we haven't spoken about the Casey Demons yet. They're, they're just too even for me. Yeah. Uh, Luke Dunstan will poll a lot of votes. Yeah. Uh, as you, you would expect, Cade Chandler will poll a lot of votes. Yeah. Uh, but I just think they're, they're too even to find a winner. Um, okay. Unfortunately, not much to speak of at Coburg, although they've got a couple there that might be a chance for the team of the year. I, I, I would be thinking Jack Mayball yeah. would be a very good chance for a key defensive role in the team of the year. If you're looking at Sydney, keep an eye out for, for Ryan Clark and Lewis Taylor early and Will Gould to come late. One more but, question. Uh, I, got I don't up. think they can win yeah. it either. John T, just quickly, uh, we uh, just announced a winner of our uh, canteen trophy. Uh, um, the winner is, and um, please tell us what you think. I know you're around the canteens. Coburg won the VFL canteen trophy, if you didn't listen a bit earlier. What do you think of that, uh, John T? Um, you, you happy with that result? Great choice, great variety, Coburg. Oh, and they, they, do, they do look after you, so I'm, I'm not against it. They, they need to, I think, hopefully find a, a couple more volunteers because... They do. They do have a little bit of a line up there from time to time. That's the only criticism you've got. But people are quite happy to line up and and wait to get to get some good oh, food, that's... Which, which you de- which you definitely do at Coburg. It, like it's it's harder for me because I often only have the fifteen minutes of the halftime break, and so it, so it stands out. That stands out a lot more to me. Without, without, yeah, yeah, no, Coburg is very good and a worthy winner. With, without too much um, reasoning behind it, your VFLW Lambert Pierce winner. Uh, Lambert Pierce winner. Uh, well, you've got the reigning the reigning champion 
in uh, in George and Anne Scorn. She's going to be right up there again. Um, I think Talia Fellows will get a lot of votes from the Casey Demons, especially early in the year. Uh, went into the went into the team into the uh, AFLW team got put away late in the season, which hurts. Yep. I like Matilda De- Vander at Collingwood. I like Nicole Callan and at Darabin, although they probably didn't win enough games for her. Um, and the the uh, Paige Shepherd, Shepherd and Laura Gardner from Geelong will get a lot of votes as well. Uh, there, keep an eye out. I, I would be surprised if if Amelia Radford doesn't win the Rising Star. Well, John, see, well, John, see, really appreciate your insights tonight. You're best in the business, you know, better than anyone else. So anyone who is listening to our show tonight, head to uh, vfl.com.au after the show and, and watch the list and um, you'll be in for a great uh, show. John, thank you very much for joining us. And, yeah, good, lu- good luck um, enjoying the listen tonight. I know um, I know it's going to be a great count and um, a lot of people are um, quite interested how it will pan out. It's going to be a terrific night. Always look forward to it. The first time in three years we get to go back for a listen. So it's going to be fantastic. And... And just quickly, I, I think Southport will go a lot better than a lot of people think on Sunday. But, I win uh, it. I win it, Jonty. I'm still going for Casey Demons to win by probably about three or four goals. Well, Jonty, thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy your night, and um, yeah, hope it goes well. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jonty. Brenton, Jonty Rhodes there. Yeah, great to chat to, to Brenton, that's for sure. And welcome back to VFL Rewind here at 94.1 FM at 3WBC. We're at a special point of the show now, Laoshi. We've got a uh, a new medal for 2022, Laoshi, and um, or a new trophy, should I say, not a medal. Um, and this this trophy has been brought about um, just because uh, you know, we follow the season pretty closely. Um, and we'd like to you know reward a, a player as well who um has had a good VFL season. And this this trophy that we're bringing in is also a perpetual trophy. So each year there another name will be added to it, and you know in um years to come we'll have some very illustrious names on it. Uh, so our criteria is they have to be a VFL-listed player only. Is that... Yep. Would you, you happy with that, Laoshi? Yeah, very yep. happy with that. So VFL-listed player only um, can be from any club um, who we who we think had a, a pretty um, good season, you know, um, had a had a um, very consistent year as well, um, got a lot of possessions or votes um, potentially in the list in tonight, um, sort of that sort of um, line. Um, so... We've done our votes. The votes will be a three-two-one by me and Laoshi. Uh, I will kick it off, Laoshi. Um, I will go with my one vote. I had Ethan Phillips from the uh, Port Melbourne Football Club. Um, I think Ethan Phillips has been absolutely phenomenal this year. He's been the best key forward or key position, not key forward, key back or key forward, either either end of the ground. To be honest, in the competition, he's taken a heap of marks. And he reads the play so well. He should be a bloke that gets drafted, Laoshi. He he needs to be on an AFL list. He deserves to be on an AFL list. He's an absolute gun. Um, if if I was Gold Coast, if I was any club, North Melbourne, Clarko, look at him, please. Yeah. Um, he's a type of player that will develop into a really good key backman. Um, and I gave him my one vote. You want him in the draft? You might actually have to ask him to fill in his draft. Yeah, forms. fingers crossed he nominates. Yeah, nominates because um, we know he didn't in the middle of the year, so because he reckons there was no interest. But sometimes, Ethan, you need to fill in the form and put it in and uh, live in hope. There could be there could you be somebody. Know. You never know, isn't there? A man you know, Laoshi, who uh, plays 
Division Two local football, and he nominates each year. Is that correct? Yeah, a guy called Anthony Anthony Vu from the Braybrook Football Club. He was um, yeah, over the last few years. He's been applying Anthony Vu North Sunshine. He he made the move across to Braybrook. So um, we told him, you know, he could be the next Stuggy Hawkins. You never uh, know. You throw your hat in the ring. You never know um, what could happen. Um, and and that's the thing. Um, you know, who knows? Um, hopefully, hopefully he gets picked up. I'd love to see Ethan get picked up for two votes. I had Tommy Gribble. What can't you say that hasn't been said about this man? He's already won a list of medal in 2019. He's still the reigning list of medal winner. Be interesting what happens a little bit later tonight regarding that. Uh, so I gave him two. And Jacob Dawson uh, got my three votes. Um, he was absolutely phenomenal. And um, I'll hand it over. Oh, yeah, before I hand it over, Jacob Dawson, absolutely phenomenal. I uh, led the coaches' votes um, by, by the Flemington straight throughout the year. Um, was one of Southport's uh, best players, I thought. Uh, he's The one thing that impressed me about, I watched... Jacob played twice live is he reminds me, I know I'm, this is probably a bad um, um, comparison, but he reminds me a bit of a uh, Chris Judd, the way he breaks the lines and um, gets through, I guess, um, the lines. He gets the clearances really well and he pushes away. And I think that's the one thing that stands out for Jacob Dawson. So I gave you my three votes. Last year, I'll hand it over to you. And uh, yeah, go for it, mate. Your, your talk, three votes. Talking about Jacob Dawson, yesterday against the Gold Coast, Six players from Southport had 30-plus possessions. We had um, Flanders with 42, Constable with 40. Uh, that's how, that, that's um, Gold Coast. This is the game, I should say. Six players that had um, over 30 possessions. Dawson, 35. Oh, again. Again, he's just had a big day out. So um, my one vote was a little bit different to yours. I decided to break with tradition and um, go Fergus Green. Fergus, yeah. Well, he did have a good year. Um, I, I incorrectly said he won the, the Frosty earlier, but yeah, he didn't. He, he probably should have won it. He got picked. He got picked. But in saying that, I think both Chris Burgess and um, um, Fergus Green kicked the most goals in the VFL since Armand Sard. I think it was about six or seven years ago. So they both had a good year. Well, see, see with Burgess, it's um, two years in a row, it's gone to Queensland, the Frosty. Yeah, Himmelman. Himmelman, that's from it. From Aspley yep. last year. Yep. Who's uh, the two last year? Uh, the two is the same who you had, Tommy Gribble. Tommy Gribble, yeah. You so, can't go past Tommy. He's been great. And um, Jacob is my number one as well. Which yeah. Is just, um, it's hard to go past him. Like, as I said, with the listen... He may drop short purely because he's got such quality around him as well with Crosley, Woodcock. Um, so, so many players at that Southport side that could steal votes off him. Yeah, definitely. There's so. a lot of a lot of boys up there. You know, Braden Crosley had a pretty good uh, back yeah. end of the year. Um, Thurlow had a Man- good start to the year. Maintain. Mike, yeah, Mike. Um, also, boy Woodcock as well. Yep. So, um, you know... Even Jay Locker might pinch a few, so it's it's um, but for, for me, you know, the thing the thing is the the VFL Coaches Award, yeah, um, is one that is definitely um, a good barometer because yep. um, if the coaches are giving you know Jacob, Jacob votes, um, I think that's a good barometer to show that um, they're looking at all the all the big stat stats and noticing yep. you had the biggest impact on the game, and I think, mm-hmm. um. If you look at the game and you watch the way Jacob plays, you can see why he's got so many coaches of votes throughout the year. Yep. And you can probably see why he's probably going in quietly as a list and favourite yep. um, for tonight last year. 
Yeah, I honestly hope that Jacob gets that opportunity at another um, AFL club as well. Like, I've got a feeling we will hopefully see a few Southport Sharks hit hit onto AFL lists next year. And in some cases, it will be their second second time lucky. Yeah, it could be their second time lucky. You're exactly right. I think um, some of the boys... Um you know, deserve a, a second yeah. chance, I think. Well, Woodcock, Crosley, Dawson all fall, in, fall into that category. Mentane actually also falls into that category because he spent one year on the Collingwood list and then decided his studies were more important and ended up at Sydney University before he got to Southport. So, um, you yeah, know, um, it'll be interesting, like... Um, Imagine, imagine if we caught a three or four way tie this year, um, it'd be crazy. You never know. I mean, that's the thing with the listen tonight. We, we as we said, with nine ninety four way tie. Yep. Uh, Stevie Harkins, uh, Nickel, uh, Stuart Nickel, who we'll have on a little bit later on, um, were two of the ones who won it. Yep. Um, you know that. I guess it's a pretty um, weird thing, but it can happen. I mean, yep. um, the the listen's not like the brown though, where the winner gets you know thirty or thirty five votes. It's mm. a and normally a winner of the list and will get anywhere between 18 and probably yeah. 25 votes. I mean, Sam Mitchell, I think, won it on 31. But, I mean, that was just a freakish um, yeah. season by Sam Mitchell. So it will be interesting how all that uh, does shape out tonight. Uh, little thing, I guess, as well, actually tonight is VFL Team of the Year. Uh, they did announce a squad of 40. Um, yep. We probably won't go through the whole team, but is it, can you probably reel off, say, half a dozen to 10 players maybe that you reckon should be probably a lock for the VFL team of the year? Okay. You've sort of put me on the spot, but I reckon, <laughs> I reckon let's start with Box Hill, who we cover a lot here, 3, three WBC. We'll put Porter, Kavara and Green in. Um, so they should have three representatives at least. Ethan Phillips, I agree with you at um, Port Melbourne. That would be or there. Um, Gribble Brew at um, Werribee. Yep. Uh, Dawson Crosley uh, Woodcock at uh, Southport. Yep. Um, team of the Year, they can also be AFL listed these days, can't they? They can be, yep. Um, Armity from the Swans. Yep. I'll definitely put him in there. Uh, how many have we got there now? I think that's up to five. Five. Um, geez, I suppose the Northern Bulldogs. She's had a horrible season, but you probably could put Tommy Tommy um, Wilson in. He could be one. He's he, he could be one that sneaks in. Tommy Wilson, yeah. Um, the um, Corigliani from um, Coburg, Jesse. Yeah, no, you didn't qualify. The only one from. Um, from Coburg that I qualified was Jack Mabin. So what was the reasoning by that? Well, well, Jack was the only one that um, was nominated in the squad of 40. Jeez, that's interesting. Okay, let leave Jack in there then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let leave Jack in there. Um, yeah, that, oh, that's yeah. nice. No, that's, 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 yeah. that's fair, actually. It is a, it is a very tough um, thing to do. I'll, I'll go through um, players that I think... Um, Deserve to be in it. Uh, Marty Hawes a lock for me, yep. um, without a doubt. Ethan Phillips a lock. Yep. Um, don't know if you put him at full back or you put him at centre half back, but one of those two. If he, yep. if he doesn't, if he doesn't make the team of the year as centre half back or or um, full back, I'll be very shocked. Yep. Um, 
Tommy Gribble, no, you don't even have to question that one. Um, and then obviously when we get to VFL team of the year, normally the blokes who kicked a few goals make, yeah. normally make it. So Chris Burgess will be full forward, I'd say, or centre half forward. Yep. Lockie Sullivan, I'd have him in the team. Yep. Boyd Woodcock, I'd have him in. Uh, Benny Kavara might sneak in, I reckon, as a forward pocket potentially. Yep. Uh, Fergus Green, I think, will be full forward or centre half forward either yep. way. Benny Crocker, I reckon he might sneak in. Yeah, well, he's kicked enough goals. Yeah, he kicked a lot of goals. Uh, for Gold Coast as well, a bloke who probably don't know much about, but he had a pretty consistent year for, in the ruck for Gold Coast, Ned Moyle. Yeah. I reckon he might be the ruckman. Uh, uh, Jacob Dawson, ruck rover, without a doubt for me. Yeah. And then on the bench, a few of the few of the boys that uh, we have maybe are uh, Lewis Taylor, Tom Campbell, Tom Wilson, Taylor Miles, and uh, James Munro. I reckon they might be some of the ones. Yeah, Jimmy, I put there. Uh, Tom Campbell, one of the zebras, best and fairest. So that's a fair enough call as well. So, yeah, no doubt. Uh, oh. We're going to go to a break now. And we'll be back after the break with our second special guest. You're listening to VFL Rewind One here on ninety four point one FM three WBC. And welcome back to VFL Rewind here on ninety four point one FM three WBC. We're at the point of our VFA Legends segment. And really looking forward to this one, Laoshi. Uh, it's a very special one. Uh, four-way tie, Laoshi, in the v- in the list of medal in 1990. Laoshi, um, pretty special one. <laughs> very unique situation. You, you're not that surprised when two win, but when it's four, you obviously know it's been a very interesting um, season for all players concerned. Oh, no doubt. It's four-way tie. I mean, it's going to be interesting to have a chat to this man about how the night actually unfolded after a four-way tie. Did they have the medals, all that type of stuff? And he joins us on the line now. One of the winners from 1990, Stuart Nichols. Stuart, welcome to VFL Rewind, and thanks for taking our call. No worries. G'day, Stuart. Peter speaking. Um, tell us about the afternoon, because uh, uh, back in those days it was held in the afternoon, and um, uh, what chance did you rate yourself of actually being a listed medalist at the end of that count? I didn't rate myself any chance at all. I actually wasn't even going to go. Um, and the club sort of, when I said I wasn't going to go, they, they hassled me to go um, quite a few times. So I ended up going. I, I didn't think I had any chance at all. I didn't even consider the fact that I that I might win. And what was the immediate feeling for yourself when you realised, geez, I've won a list of medal, but I've won it with three other blokes? Uh, it, was a bit, it was probably even more exciting for me because uh, I was three three votes behind with the final game to come. So those guys were all tied and, and I had, had to get three votes to tie with them. Um, I, knew, I knew I had a pretty good chance in the last game to get the three votes. Um, so I was starting to get a bit, you know, a bit excited at that stage. And, um, yeah, so it happened pretty quickly. It wasn't like I, I was in front, you know, throughout the count or anything like that. Um, and because it was so low scoring, there were, you know, with four or five rounds to go, there was lots of players that could have could have got up there. So in the last 15 or so years, the event's been a night event and been held at sort of various venues like the Crown Casino. What exciting venue did you um, have for your um, list and luncheon? Um, I think it was, uh, I'm a bit struggling for the name now because it was a while ago, but it was in the city. I think it was called the Southern Cross Cross uh, Ballroom. Oh, jeez, long gone, that hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's not there anymore. But, yeah, it, was, it was okay, but uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't uh, match the standards that they have now. 
Uh, one question, Stuart, I guess from a four-way tie. Um, I guess from the four four winners, you were the only one who, I guess, had um, had footy to go still. Um, obviously, um, set to play um, Springvale. Um, I guess how was all that about? Um, we you we did you celebrate the win, or were you still more focused on um, Springvale? I guess um, progressing through the finals. Oh, I was very focused on Springvale progressing through the finals. I actually wasn't the only one that still had footy because they. Um, in those days, they did the listing at the start of the final series. Oh, wow. Didn't know um, that. So, so Matt Burrows from Preston was uh, was still playing. Um, yeah, so it was a bit... Um, in some ways, it wasn't great because you, you had to play the rest of the finals with, you know, a little bit of a, a pre- bit more pressure. Mm. Um. Gary Broughton, the former Springvale president, um, he, he told me you guys ended up celebrating your win at a pub in Fitzroy, which um, Phil Malin owned. Yeah, yeah, Phil Malin used to own the Marquis of Lawn in Fitzroy, so um, we went back there uh, for a few drinks. But yeah, as we were still playing, like we didn't sort of go too hard. Uh, Stuart, could you play out the final round for us? So I don't know if you, your memory is that great, but what, what what was the go in the final round of the list? And um, did did you need a certain amount of votes, or was it pretty? Was it still a four way tie at that point? Because unfortunately, there's not much history records of actually how it all went down. There's no footage either. So um, yeah, if you if you remember, um, feel free to share. Yeah, I had to get three votes in the last round. Oh wow! <laughs> so I, I was lucky because um, I I kicked three goals in the last quarter of that game, so I thought I had a fair chance of sticking in the umpire's, umpire's mind, um, and that's what happened. Yeah, Springville had a fantastic year, 1990. They got all the way to the grand final. Unfortunately, the grand final didn't go your way. Who were some of the players that actually um, polled well in the list, and if you remember any of them, they were your competitors to that middle in your own team? On my own team, um, I think uh, Jeff Clark and Simon Clark both both polled reasonably well. Um, but I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but as well as being a four-way tie, it's also the it was also the lowest uh, winning vote number. There was only 14 votes for the winner. Oh wow! Didn't know that there either. There was a lot. There was a lot of people, um, you know, not far off. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me with a four-way tie that it would be low because obviously all those guys would have come from quality teams as well and they would have had the same situation like yourself with um, fellow teammates um, nicking votes off of me even if you had a big day out. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, as I, as I said, like, you know, four, four rounds to go, there was probably 15 people that still could have won. It was, it was really close. Gee, and just on the list, and um, obviously it's a special moment. Have you, um, ever since you won, have you taken much of an interest in um, the list of medal or any of the winners or, um, yeah, since you ever won, it's a yeah, pretty special um, moment um, winning the list of medal. Yeah, yeah, I, I take an interest. I've, I've been to the count, um, the count, the presentation probably about 10 times since then. Um, a lot more so in the last maybe 10 years. As you get a bit older, you tend to go to these things a bit more. Um, so I used to get a free invitation every year, um, which was great. But um, I just found out that I didn't get one this year. So I don't know if it's because of COVID that, or maybe because I've hit the 30-year mark, I'm off the mailing list now. But, uh, yeah, so unfortunately I don't get to go this year. 
after you won the list and um, uh, play, played for Springwell that season, you headed off to the Bulldogs, is that correct? No, no, I actually played at the Bulldogs before then. Oh, you, so it was before and then? Uh, I played at Springvale in uh, 86 and 87, then I went to the Bulldogs for a couple of years, then I came back to Springvale and that's when I won the listing. You would have uh, crossed paths with one of our favourites, actually, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I might be wrong, but the great Frank Lezaputty, did you ever cross paths with him? He's a um, loyal, loyal man of our um, show. Yeah, yeah, I, I know Frank. Um, friends with Frank on Facebook. Oh, he's a good man. He's a cold figure, Frankie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was at the Bulldogs for a little. We had a bit of a crossover there, and then he was obviously a, a really good player at Werribee as well. Now, after Springvale, you did you go after? Was it after 1990, or was it a little bit later? You ended up at uh, Woodville West Torrens, and you played in their first ever premiership after Woodville and West Torrens merged. Yeah, yeah, I played one more year at Springvale in 91, yep. and then I went over to um, South Australia in 92, played there for four years, yep. so that was a really good experience. What was the um, attraction there, just so you wanted to experience playing footy in a different state or a uh, different standard, because I'm guessing the SANFL was just a little bit higher than the old VFA? Yeah, well, I, at that stage, I, I still... Uh, wrongfully thought I might be a chance of getting back into the AFL, so I, I wanted to um, sort of expose myself at, at the highest level I could. Um, so I, you know, had a pretty good run in the VFA. So um, I was getting interest from from clubs in the SNFL. So I thought I'd uh, go over there and and have a crack over there. Uh, Stuart, um, as we mentioned, four way tie, um, very special thing. Um, did you have, I guess, um, much much to do with any of the other boys? Because as we know, um, sadly, uh, Burroughs passed away. But uh, I know Harkins, um, I think, still gets involved with Port Melbourne. And um, and obviously, Gaburio is very involved with the part players down at Oakley. Um, do you still cross paths with any of the boys um, and, sh I guess, share that special moment? Yeah, I used to see Joe Gaburio because he, he used to come to the, the list and count um, quite often as well. And they always used to put the players that won. Uh, in the similar years on the same table, so we used to always catch up there. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen Steve Harkins for a long time. Um, yeah, so it was good. It was good catching up. You know, I used to catch up with uh, Sadi Ghazi as well at the at the count. He won in '89. Now, life after footy. What have we been up to? And a second part of that question: um, What do you think of Monday football? Um, I haven't really been up to anything uh, footy-related since I stopped. Um, you know, I had kids and sort of focused on them, and I've been working for a software company for a fair while. Um, Modern-day football, um, look, it's, it's a lot different. Um, in my time, I used to play in the ruck uh, quite a bit, and, you know, you would often ruck the whole game. You know, now, now everyone comes off every three or four minutes, and uh, it's a bit of a different sort of physical style of game than, than, than what it used to be. Um, yeah, but, you know, it's more professional. Everyone's getting paid a lot more, so that's good. Astro, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Yeah, talking about the four-way tights, um, one of the most 